Well, the weather outside is frightful, and the fire is also frightful. So if you've got no place to go, fucking run, fucking run, fucking run. Scary Christmas. Christmas is very scary this year. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Sad Talk Day. Welcome to Scary Christmas. Um, I don't know if you heard that Halloween was canceled a while ago. And rather than canceling Christmas, I personally am the uh, first person to ever combine the ideas of Christmas and Halloween. It's never been done before, nor in film, nor in movies either one of those i've never done that and so think about it skeleton santa hat what now now i'm thinking about the class of people that is obsessed with nightmare before christmas it does seem like a is that a disney property of course it must be right um I feel like there's hella that stuff at Disneyland. Or maybe that's just like a crossover of Disney fans. God, I really don't know what I'm talking about, I guess. <laughs> but what? It does seem like that is a a type of person where it's like it's kind of a crossover with Invader Zim scene, hot topic stuff, and then you got your your people that love Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise. Respect. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I really like it, I think. I think I like I don't know. What do you guys think? I won't say what I think until you guys tell me what you think. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm feeling a little wiped and I'm excited to get to this episode. I feel like my friends are feeling a little exhausted around around my town. Um it's December. You know, December is always when things, it's weird because it's things like kind of grind to a halt um, or slowly pull into the station or it's like a sprint until, you know, we give ourselves time off. Um, Obviously wild this year because of the big thing we all know that I won't say. Um... Yeah, so I think there's there's plenty of understandable reasons to be exhausted in this time. Holidays are emotional. 2020 is emotional. How are you doing is my question to you this fine, this fine evening. I'm recording this on a Sunday eve. The podcast that we're going to hear today is a very fun interview with my friend, my neighbor, spiritually, but also, literally, also my neighbor. My friend Noah, who I went to music camp with when we were lads. Um, I think I used that exact phrasing in the episode. (laughs) How embarrassing to think I made it up on the spot both times. (laughs) Um... Yeah, we've been uh, songwriting pals for a long time. And I went on a solo tour uh, when I was like 21 or 22. Um, 
Yeah, I must have been 21. Dang, wild. Anyways, uh, and I went up to his house. And he, you know, we had met at camp, and he just like was like, come stay at my family's house. He like set up a show. We played a show together. He like sang on some of my songs. Like, dude, it's just the most hospitable, generous, kind spirit, and a great artist who's put out some really, really great songs recently. Um, definitely check those out. Noah Elliott, the artist name. And we had a really cool interview because, and as I will describe in the podcast, um, first one I've done in person a long time because it's my neighbor. Did I did I go into his house? Did he come in my house? No, we're not psychos. Nor are we in each other's bubbles. Um, but there's a window in my room, and I popped the screen out. I was able to lower some XLR cables. Uh, into this probably probably five foot wide, maybe six foot wide alley that we have where it's it's the the home that we share, um, like the physical one building that we share, and then it's this little alley space, and then there's like a f- a brown wooden fence, and then it's the next property over. And we have put some chairs out there just to kind of like hang out and be able to talk at a distance and stuff. Or, um, and so I was able to fucking do podcast face to face. It was so nice. I, the zoom podcasting thing has allowed me to do podcasts with people that I wouldn't normally be able to, which has been really cool and convenient. And also just in podcasts that I've listened to, it's it seems like there are podcasts happening that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So but that being said, oh, big, nice, long hang in person, chat, talk to my interesting, cool friend, thoughtful, nice person. What more do you want? What more do you want? Guys, we got to get to the podcast episode. I love you so much. Um, I was part of a, an online fundraiser art magazine called Meliorism that um, is available via the Echo Park Collective. Uh, A great local organization group here in Los Angeles. Um, And this specific project, it's an art project specifically to raise funds for kids in need of defense and the California Immigrant Policy Center. both uh, benefiting in different ways uh, immigrants on the U.S.-Mexico border. And I think so far it's raised like 600 bucks, which is really, really awesome. So there's a, there's a lot of great art in there. I was uh, excited to contribute a song. It's a new song of mine called Learning How to Swim. It's going to be the title track off my upcoming solo record. So if you want to hear that, uh, head over to Echo Park Collective dot com and check out meliorism um it's uh you can i think you can donate anything i think it's a minimum donation of one dollar and then you get access to this online magazine there's all these really cool written pieces and photographs and uh there's some other music on there as well and some visual stuff um super great super great check it out um for a good cause and you get to also check out some some local artists as well very very nice 
Very nice stuff. Make me feel nice doing that. It made me feel nice. Well, my brain has officially collapsed, so we simply must get to the episode. And it's also, I remember it being a sleepy episode as well because we recorded it around 5 p.m. So buckle in for a nice gentle, uh, a nice gentle ride. I'm trying to think of a roller coaster at Disneyland that's like a, oh, it's a small world. Yeah. Think of that, but like chill. Okay, so take it to Small World and make it like cool as hell. Like maybe throw some sunglasses on those kids. Put a sick beat underneath it. (laughs) I'm excited to uh, introduce people that haven't heard my friend Noah. And if you know Noah, I'm excited to share this conversation with you because he is nice. Kind, insightful. We talk about art, meditation, some other things. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Noah. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Noah! What is up? I normally shout people's names, <laughs> but I realized as I was doing it, I maybe don't do that because we are outside <laughs> and it's the coronavirus and Noah and I are neighbors and we're doing this podcast behind our houses. I've descended some cables from my bedroom window, Rapunzel style, and uh, I get to be six feet away face-to-face. <laughs> haven't done a podcast face-to-face in so long. Me too. This is awesome. <laughs> Dude, how are you? How's your day? It's, it's going well, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a work day for me, so I'm just working on music stuff. Nice. But um, stoked that you were down to have me come come talk on your thing oh dude it's a pleasure and an honor we've been pals for a minute yeah dude it has been a minute it's my it's my first time ever doing a thing like this podcast yeah yeah yes dude. so i'm amped nice do you listen to podcasts much yeah nice what podcast do you listen to i listen to like usually like educational ones so like respect like tim ferris i really like yeah and um Sam Harris, a lot of his are good, and they get crazy and in depth with the with the Buddhist stuff. And nice, um, yeah. This you is fu- this is funny, like talking to the mic versus talking to you. I'm like trying to right. have yeah. it via like as normal a conversation <laughs> as yeah. as possible. It's it's funny. I noticed this happens when when I don't have headphones on. Um, I was thinking about lowering some headphone extension cables, but I was just like, <laughs> dude, no. <laughs> So apologize for not doing that. It's okay. I but can hear myself fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have like decent little sound in this little alley because this mattress that is out here that my roommate hasn't uh, <laughs> dealt with. But I'm happy that it's here. We can't tell the landlords that there's decent sound out here though because it'll <laughs> skyrocket the rent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Professional sound alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've noticed like on the ones with um, no headphones... 
it does feel a little bit funny at first. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we'll get used to it. I'm sure I'll get used to it. Yeah. It's funny. I've been doing this for a minute, but every it like continues to especially and I've never done one like this, like socially distanced yeah. before. But um So it's all new. It's all new, man. It's fun and it's cool. I'm honored. And you turned me on to Sam Harris recently. <laughs> Carter, my roommate, former guest of the pod, is uh Big on, big on Sam Harris. Yeah. And you sent me a free intro to meditation course. And I've been rocking it. It's been great. Nice. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, dude. When did you get into uh, meditation? Um, it was a pivot from therapy for me. I think uh, in college, I when I was a freshman in college... I feel like I got slapped in the face by life yeah. and like discovered all these neuroses and then started identifying with them. And then yeah. I felt like I needed some help. So I went to see the, the university of Miami counselor. Yeah. Right. And, uh, it was really uncomfortable for me and I really didn't like it. I don't think I was ready for it. I was right. just super immature and whatnot, but he gave me a, um, a subscription, a month subscription to headspace. Oh, and, nice. And I never went back to the therapist. Respect. Um, yeah, and that's that's cool. Yeah, a cool therapist move. Yeah, it was nice. I I think maybe he could tell that I also Sorry, wasn't quite. Hey, plane! <laughs> Come on, man. Sorry, that's my plane. Is that your plane, <laughs> dude? <laughs> if it was anyone else's plane, I would be pissed. <laughs> um, yeah. But, so uh, yeah. the therapist gave you the Headspace app, and you're like, "Got what I need. Peace." Ish, then. Ish, I right. got what I needed then. I yes. found some way to feel like I was working on myself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that was um, about six years ago. Nice. Yeah. Work. What has that journey been like in the last uh, six years? Interesting. Yeah. Completely changed how I interact with people and with myself and life. Yeah. Completely. It's... I'm sorry, I just had some rosemary hummus. So I, dude, I'm that coughing it up a little rosemary bit. Rosemary hummus, you said? Yes, dude. Fuck. Where? Do you, do you Where go to the, you you go to the farmers markets? I need to. Okay, so there's I'm one on silver. There's one on sunset on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Right. And the brothers hummus is the best stuff. Uh, I feel like I went one amazing. time and I had a delicious like spinach artichoke. Yes. Hummus inspired yeah. dip there that was yeah. life changing. They're all amazing. They're all amazing. That's so but sick. I've, I've zoned in on the rosemary ginger garlic. Damn, I got to do that. <laughs> so I'm glad that people can't smell my breath right now because I think uh, if the mic <laughs> could smell my breath, this would be a bad podcast. That's the next level for podcasting is smell integration. <laughs> That's some sick 4D shit right there. I feel there. like podcasts can be so end up so long that there's no way people aren't farting in podcasts. And once, oh, they, yeah. once they involve smells, it's totally it's going to be Joe bad. Joe Rogan's place must smell it like reeks. fucking dog shit. Because you know that shit's like airtight. I'm sure they have like a vacuum coming into it. <laughs> yeah, it's just cushioned man farts. Oh my God. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's the new uh, Versace perfume. Cushioned man farts? Yeah. Yes. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> What were we talking about one second ago? Hummus? Oh, yeah. We've, I've lived here for a long time, and I, like, haven't really taken advantage of the farmer's markets, and you're inspiring me, slash putting me to shame a little bit by... Oh. Um, no need for shame. <laughs> that's true. It's, but I mean, just, like... It's hummus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, no need for shame. No it's need, hummus. It's hummus, man. 
<laughs> it's good hummus. Yeah. But there's tons of hummus in your future. I, hey, I, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> what an encouraging thing to say. There's tons of hummus in your future. And here's to all the hummus in your future. Oh, thank you, hummus. That's the new toast. Yes. Let's do a toast. You're rocking a little croy. Toast to hummus. I'm rocking a little decaf coffee. He says it's decaf. But we'll see. A funny lie. What a funny lie that would be. <laughs> well, he says it's decaf, but we'll see at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's cool to see, you know, I think, like, I've lived here for maybe, like, three years in Silver Lake, Echo Park area, and I, you know, when you move to a new place, you're like, oh, I'm going to take advantage of all the local stuff, and I'm going to yeah. really become a local person, and yeah. you have all these plans and designs for yourself, and uh, sometimes it takes somebody new entering that space to like remind you or like whenever somebody visits me from out of town or even like oh, yeah. out of the country or something and they're like oh i'm doing all this stuff and i'm like wait i fucking live here i don't do any of that shit yeah. like kind of shakes you up and in, in a good way in terms of like so i feel like when you moved in which was what like eight months ago <laughs> i think eight covid months eight covid months yeah uh, three three normal months Word. <laughs> I have no sense of space and time. You moved in. When did you move in? In September. September, and dude. it's December now. That's crazy to think. Yeah, three months exactly. Oh, that's right. It's the first. Whoa. Happy December to you. <laughs> Thank you, man. How really, have you liked uh, living here? I like it, man. Um, I was living in Koreatown before. Yeah. And it seems that everyone kind of has that K-Town experience. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was great. It was my first apartment in Los Angeles and, uh, the neighborhood was, felt a little sketchy, but we were near Larchmont, which was really nice. So I'd run into Larchmont mm -hmm. and like, um, that was super nice, but, uh, I'm happy to be in a place that has hills. I really, hills really nice. missed hills. I feel like yeah. K-Town felt like I was in the middle of like a weird industrial suburb, whereas right. Echo Park slash Silver Lake, it feels like a community. We um, are lucky over here to have a lot of like public spaces to hang in. Yes. You know? Yeah. And just like beautiful houses and hills. And I just, I love going for walks around here. It is nice in terms of just like peeking at all the yards. Yeah. And just trying to imagine who the people are like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Huh. This is okay. This is how you're doing your yard. I wonder what you're like. <laughs> Just assuming, like, uh, yeah. 10 or 15 characteristics of this person based on their lawn. Yeah, I'm just doing a lot of... I walk around just in judgment, I guess, is what I'm discovering. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nice lawn. What did you say? I said, uh, nice lawn. Dude, lawns. I was thinking about lawns yesterday. Okay. I got to talk about lawns for a quick second. Down. So, you know dandelions? Yeah. The flowers? Yes. Little yellow guys? Yeah, yeah. And then you know the white puffy ones? Aren't those just older dandelions? This I did not know until <laughs> maybe one month ago. <laughs> it blew my fucking mind. Yeah, That's man. the same one? Yes. It's a glow so up. Wild. It's a dandelion glow up. It's a dandelion up. glow up. Yes, sir. And you like make a wish on them, but then they're like weeds and we think that they're bad. Yeah. Apparently lawns started, so I just went on Google. I was just Googling dandelions <laughs> for a minute. Apparently lawns started as like a show of wealth of like, I can afford to have land that yeah. I don't use for food <laughs> yeah, or like livestock. Yeah. And it's just like, I've never thought about lawns that way. So I was just like looking at all the lawns and I was like, oh, what a weird thing that we've yeah. like, it was like initially a big flex of like, look at all this unused land I have. <laughs> I think it still is 
a flex now just because it like costs money to have a place with a lawn. Right. But yeah. it's it's it was really interesting to me moving to to a city. Cause like my, my parents, you're from Oregon. I'm from Oregon. I'm so from, sick. I'm from upstate, upstate Oregon. I don't know if people say that, but from very northern, northern part of Oregon. Yeah. And we we always had there's just so much more room. So we always had lawns yeah. and like act like places for activities, and we always used it. Right. But you know, I went to college in Miami, and I saw a lot of lawns there. Right. <laughs> I, I went to and then I moved here, and it seems like people aren't really using their lawns. Like they have them, but they aren't mm. using them. Interesting. Which is. Yeah. You feel like in Oregon, there was a more, let's use our lawn. Yeah. Let's but use the space around us. I, th- I think it also probably makes sense with, when you think about privacy as well, because the lawns here are less private. Right. So, like, I, I feel like it's, in the cities, it's still, like, your lawns are just there to show that you have a lawn. Right. Because I, I don't know what else people are using them for. I think I've seen a couple people drink coffee on their lawn on my walks, yeah. but... But yeah, I don't we've know turned our the front of our. We have a house basically that we share. It's like left and right split the two apartments, so we share a stoop that we've like put to use since you y'all moved in. I feel like oh, it's yeah. been really fun and nice to sit out there. Like uh, when the election results came back, and we were yeah. just like sitting out there having a drink. It was a parade. It felt that was lovely. It I never felt anything like that in terms of like that vibe in L.A. But yeah, also just yeah. so nice to kick it outside and like use that space. It's it was so nice. Anything like this is nice for me. Getting to see new people like Unreal. Right now is just such a privilege and um it I like I've always thought of myself as fairly like maybe an introverted extrovert. Right. Um but quarantine and social distancing and and COVID has really reminded me how much I rely on people and totally. and friendship and relationships and new relationships. Like meeting yeah. new people is the most is so exciting to me. And totally, I've really been missing that. But any yeah. and so any any kind of hang where it's with people that I am not seeing every day is amazing. It makes me feel so good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. It was like such a breath of fresh air when like four nice new people and then like the people associated with you. Are like I get to see and interact with and talk with, and they're so like nice. nice, and I relate. To, I think we had plans to hang out, and then you called me one day, and you were like, "I think maybe I'm your neighbor now?" Question mark. <laughs> Which is very cool. Find out your friend so now lives one foot from you. Weird. Very cool. What a weird coincidence in in yeah. this big city that we would move in. That I would that that me and a few of my friends would move in right next to you and your friend. Crazy coincidence. <laughs> really tight though, because I feel like. That was one of my favorite things about, like, the suburbs. I could, like, ride my bike over to my friend's house, yeah. you know, hang. And then, like, that's nice about college, too. And then I feel like it's been a minute since I've lived, like, right by my pal. Yeah. Walk over to my pal's house. Yeah. It's fucking cool. So nice. Yeah. It's so nice. Dude. What was I going to ask you? You just put a song out. It's great. Thank I you. I got to listen to it today. You did. Yeah. Thank you. So it's like you've been putting some singles out recently, and then today is like another single, or recently, this yeah. last weekend. Last Friday. Word. Yeah, yeah. Word. Nice. The single. Empty. Yeah. Em- the single's called Empty, yeah. Woo! What a beautiful song. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's, yeah. It's, 
putting music out is inherently scary for me. Right. Because um, especially it's it's not scary. I, I, I'm anxious about the reception, not that it'll be a good or bad reception, not that it'll blow up or it won't blow up or whatever, but more about how listening to it will affect how people will think about me as a as a person and interesting if just because i i feel like my my music gives off a very different vibe than i give off on a on a personal basis word and so and, and yet it still feels incredibly personal to me yeah and it definitely does so it's from my perspective of listening yeah so it's just it's a little weird to be like, oh, now these people know this about me. This like super personal shit personal about stuff? me that I like. Yeah. That that I prior have never like that I don't really talk about. Yeah. So that, it's super interesting, and it's it like. I think it's very artfully done. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Like well, listening to it, I don't feel. Ex- it's, this comes up on this podcast sometimes, um, just about like what makes a personal work of art interesting versus like oversharing. Yeah. You know? And it. It strikes me in your songs like that it's coming from a real place and there's like tender emotion there, um, but not in a way that is feels like selfish or like, oh, this is he's doing this for himself. And yeah, I feel like, yikes, or something like that. Well, that's nice to hear. I, yeah. Most of the time, I definitely am doing it for myself. <laughs> right. You know, a lot of it is unpacking stuff that. You know that feeling that like there's um, there's a disconnect somewhere emotionally in you, but you don't really know where it is. And for me, songwriting is kind of the process of understanding those things. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's sick. Yeah, that like idea of discovery. Of like, oh, I gotta, I'm gonna work stuff out, or like try to figure, explore what's going on, yeah. rather than just like report. Yeah. Upon. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's not always like that. Those are like the good moments, you know, when I can use mm. songwriting as a way to help my, help me. You know, that's yeah. Like that's the best part for me, but it's not yeah. always like that. You know, sometimes it's like this happened to me. I know this happened to me, and this right. sucked, or this was great. Yeah. Um, but. When it really fuels me, those are the times where I feel like I'm processing in real time and, mm. and writing through it. Right. At the end, you have this song and also this kind of contentment about the song. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like it's always been that way in terms of that role that it has played in your life? I think so. I think it always has had that side to it. It, it, right. You know, you know, again, it's, I, I'd maybe say 20% of the time it's like that. The other 80 is like, I have to write a song or right. like, yeah, this is what I'm doing for a living. I need to be able to do this right. whether or not I feel anything about it. But Word. the good times and why I started, I think that is a, is a major, that, that, that is a major, um, Major reason for why I continue to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Writing songs is, it's like funny how much I don't think about it in terms of like what it means or why I do it. Yeah. Because it's just like something that, I mean, you and I, we met at a 
songwriting camp. Yeah. When we were lads. We lads. <laughs> and so it's interesting to think about, like, why do people do this in general? Yeah. I think it's why do I do it? I think it's important, man. I, yeah. So I, like, am just kind of getting off of a... I, I kind of work in seasons where I'll work really, really hard for a few months, and then I'll need to take a break because I'm just worn out, nice. and I feel like I've got no fodder. And I just like need to experience. What season are we in right now? Um, we're just coming over the hump of getting out. We're gonna, be, we're gonna be out of season pretty soon, right? I hope out of intense season. Out of intense, yeah, yeah. Cool, I'll cool, still be cool. like writing, of course, but I just I'll be doing it less intentionally, hopefully. Right. Um, and what was I gonna say? Where were we here? Shoot, man. <laughs> Five p.m. You know. Five p.m. really hits That's you right, like in the, right in the face. You were talking about seasons. Of working, not working, 20% of the time, there's yeah. some emotional urgency, 80% of the time. It's like, I just want to show up and flex my creative muscles. Yeah, completely, man. Completely. I think you got to give yourself that space to do what you feel like you need to do. Of course, like there's a time and place for forcing it and being that professional. Right. But, um, I don't really enjoy that as much. <sighs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's a tough balance of like letting it be like natural and just like showing up and letting myself be and then yeah. being strict with yourself, you know? Yeah. It is so challenging for me, man. It is so, ch I think I'm like a recovering perfectionist and for sure. And type a person, hopefully recovering. <laughs> I meant for sure. In terms of, I am also that. Yeah. Not like, you're a, yeah, dude, you're oh. definitely that. <laughs> you're definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. Recovering dude. is a stretch. <laughs> and, and so I've been trying to get better dude. at that dynamic of letting things happen as they do. And cause I definitely like try to control everything and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Dude, do you have like, a routine, speaking of controlling things, <laughs> sometimes that shows up in my, like, I gotta fucking do these 12 things every day. Oh but also, God. like, routines are sick. Yeah. I don't know. What's your, you have a routine? You have I've things got, you do every I've day? Got, I've got tons of routines, man. I feel like I really, really, like, have lived by and have found success in the concept of what gets measured gets managed so um well, i never heard that before yeah it's amazing man it's um it's great so i i have tons of systems and routines because i find that when i have to make every decision myself in real time i, I just lose energy and right. like that's energy that i would ra i would rather spend doing the things i enjoy and and pouring into creative stuff so right um, one routine that has really been kind of system and routine that's really been helping me around music work has been, um, and th this is working for me, but I'm sure it won't work for many people. I am working in hour chunks and at the end of every hour, an al a little alarm goes off that I set. It goes, oh, and then I, st I stop working. It's a and howl. It's a howl. That's yeah. It's, it's called the howler timer. It's great. And, um, and um, I reflect on what I've done that past hour, how I feel about what I've done, and also what I've done. So you got kind of have the qualitative and the quantitative. Damn, that's savage as hell. It's, it's great, man, because you realize that, like, 
sometimes how you feel about what you've done reflects what you've actually done, and sometimes it's completely detached. Right. Sometimes... Like you're off? Like, sometimes you... think you, you sucked, and it right. was actually fine? Yeah, you think you, you think you sucked. You're like, ah, oh, I didn't feel good about the last hour, but you also have all these things that you did. Right. Or you have, like, just a couple things that you did, and you didn't hit any of your goals, but you're like, yeah, but I felt pretty good about it. Right. So that's been really interesting for me. Nice. Um, that's, been, that's been a fun one. How many times will you do that hour reflect process? It depends, dude. I, tr- I try to do it for as, long, for as long as I'm working. Yeah. So, um, like today, I probably sent the timer, set the timer four times. Um, Mad respect. It was great. Yeah. It was great. And it's, yeah, it's great. Also, like, I find myself, um, I can find myself kind of falling back into that perfectionism thing with music, especially, oh, yeah. which is so tough because you're never going to get it perfect. Totally. You're never yeah. going to. And, and having an hour timer and having clear goals for that hour makes it so I like, totally. I can't get it perfect. Cause I'm not going to, yeah. yeah. So that's been Especially really like helpful. Especially like freelance shit where somebody else isn't saying, yeah. I need this in one hour from you. Yeah. You know? Completely. So that's been super helpful. That's been huge. That fucking owns. I've been struggling with that type of thing in terms of like taking breaks. Like in the last couple weeks, I've been like, I just got to fucking sprint through this project and I will take care of myself on the other side of it. And it's just like, oh boy, you know, I'll, I'll like, I'll like go hard one night or something like that. And then the next three days are trash. And it's just like, dude, if you just like freaking took a walk or like took a break and did a little bit less, you could probably do way more. Oh, better. That's such a hard conundrum, man. It's tough, man. It's tricky. I, it, it is so challenging. Yeah. I suffer from that all the time. Because I like, I think you can psych yourself and you're like, let's fucking go, let's go in. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's like man stuff or capitalism or American, whatever, but. I think it. I think it definitely has to do with like. I, this could be controversial, and I. I don't have any statistics to back it up, but I feel like. People in the United States work so hard. Yeah, I don't think um, that's controversial. I think that's definitely like a big part of our. Yeah. Culture and like yeah. identity. So I think that's that could be a reflection of that of just like having your self worth so tied to productivity and yeah. getting shit done. I feel like that's capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's a perfectionism in and of itself. Yeah. Like, that comes from society. Yeah. Which is wild. Good times. Isn't it wild? Good times. It's wild that, like, Saturday is so burned into my brain as... Because, like, we are in a space where a lot of things... Like, I know we both have day jobs and stuff, but there's a lot of time that we're scheduling for ourselves. But it's still so funny how I think of, like... Okay, nine to five, and then weekend. <laughs> That's just like so built into my yeah. body. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Like you can use that like cult- cultural energy to like, like yeah, okay, I'll start with this. Yeah. But in like trying to mess with that, I forget that like oh yeah, people just like like that was a result of like companies and then like unions like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know fighting for rights and Completely like created right yeah, yeah. that was just, just like, <laughs> like i feel like this is funny yeah. but the week in the weekend is a technology whoa 
<laughs> Damn, that's pretty tight. I um, I think the weekend the weekend thing is weird too. I I work so much. We were talking about like I was talking about how sometimes I go in and out of season. And I I feel like I work I work so much better like that. Like I'll work for a couple weeks straight, super super hard, and then I'll have to take weeks off. But I I feel like I work well that way. You know I mm-hmm. I. I'm not crazy about the consistent like five days on, two days off, because some things take longer and some things take right. less long. Totally. Yeah, it's that's cool. It, I feel yeah. like it requires some trust in yourself. Yeah, working on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Or just being like, I know what I need right now, and I can trust that like, hey, I'm I'm feeling tired. I should know. I can step away right now. That's the whole thing, man. That is, that is, that's what I'm working on. And that's what, like, the, the whole, whole work timer clock is kind of a systematic way for me to be practicing that. Because yeah. I, I force myself, usually I don't want to take a break. Usually totally. it's like, oh, it's only been, it's, it's been an hour, but I'm still flying. And, like, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing vocal takes. Yeah. But I'm like, no, just take a break. And you, you might break your flow, but you'll have a fresh head coming back to it. And, yeah. And um, it's kind of been a systematic way for me to, try and become more natural and discover when I, when I naturally need to, need to take a break. Right, totally. Because that stuff, I just can't do it automatically. There's some people who are like so in touch with themselves. Right. They're like, oh, if I work anymore, I'm just going to be mad at myself. Or, right, you know, But totally. I go way past that. <laughs> yeah, especially being like emotional, dynamic people. Yeah. It's like my needs are going to change from time to time. And like, yeah. especially pandemic times, everything takes more energy or think or like random shit will take more energy and I'll forget that it does, that it's like stressful to go to the grocery store. Yeah. I'm like, why am I exhausted and anxious? And it's like, Oh, why is that the default response? Like every feeling that I have is like, why am I feeling this? I'm such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. That's funny. What do you do on your days off? I surf. I, nice. I, yeah, man. I am. Um, I've been loving surfing, dude. It's been such a solace. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Last time, I was. I think I went last weekend. I try to go like once a week, but, um, last week was a notably amazing day. I was out at Manhattan Beach, mm-hmm. and we went in the morning, and it was super foggy, so you couldn't feet like thir- You couldn't see like thirty feet a- in front of you. Damn. And I was out there with my friend Matt trainer who's a filmer like this amazing filmer guy but we were just surfing and having our business meeting oh that's cool i do i do air air quotes because uh it's not really a business meeting but we just go out there and talk about creative stuff and videos and whatnot and that's awesome and surf and uh as we were surfing a bunch of dolphins came up we were surfing with a bunch of dolphins hello and we noticed that there was a bunch of red algae in the water and the the water started looking like blood red it was it was a crazy weird day that uh that I love. I love that kind of gloom. I love the gloom for some reason. Yeah, dude. Marine layer. Yeah. Oh, I love a good marine layer. That's like deep in my heart because I grew up in Southern California. Yeah. So like marine layer is, I love the marine layer. Mm. And I, we don't get it too much this far inland. But whenever I go, my parents lived closer to the ocean. So whenever I go to visit them, I'll like see some marine layer and I'm just like, ooh, this has a little magic to it. Yeah? It does. It makes me feel so peaceful. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think I'm not sure what it is. Could be when there's a marine layer. I, I think maybe less people like the marine layer than sun. 
Mm. So like when it's really sunny, people are like, let's go outside. Right. But when there's a marine layer, I'm like, let's go outside. And so yeah. things are just less popular. So that could be the piece. Yeah. See, I grew up in sunny most of the time. Yeah. And you grew up in the Northwest. <laughs> Not as sunny. Not quite. So I feel like that is maybe another layer of that sun, that relationship yeah. to sunlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you surf in Oregon? A little bit. It's, it's intense. It's a, it's a bit aggressive up there. Yeah. Because um, the waves can get really intense and the water is frigid mm. and the water's dark, dark, dark. And there are also big sharks. There's like a lot of big sharks. <laughs> there's a lot of crazy shit about Oregon. Okay. Oh, can I, can I swear on this? Shit, fuck ass, poo, <laughs> poo, 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 pee, poo, pee, pee, poo. We can cut, we can, we can, we'll have a little blink. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff up there, man. It's, um, it's less, it's less hospitable than surfing here for sure. Word. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did you do it much growing up or like you got more into it? I got more into it as I got here. older. Whenever we went on, like my family would take, Every other year, we would we would go to Mexico, mm. and uh, for like Christmas or something, and yeah, and I would always like to surf then. But I um, I had always wanted to get more into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I went to school in Miami, I thought, oh, I'll I'll surf a bunch down there. Turns out, not very many waves in Miami, which I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know that either. And then um, after college, I took about six months. And just wanted some unplanned time to just kind of wander around in Asia. Ooh. And I was, it was, I was so lucky to get to do this, man. But that's I, really cool. I think was I remember amazing. talking to you about this before it happened, but I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this excursion. Sick. Yeah. I mean, it was an incredibly formative part of my life. Dude. Yeah. How much was plan planned as far as like take me through the journey? Yeah. So. In October, I bought a one-way ticket to Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. Savage! One-way <laughs> ticket is so cool. <laughs> Damn, that rock. And, in, and I graduated in December, and I totally forgot that I had this ticket. And then it, right. And then in January, it just happened. And I, and I packed my bag, and I flew to Vietnam with the intention of traveling for about six months in Solo? Asia. Solo, yeah. Word. So... Um, in a romantic relationship at this time, I wasn't. I was a complete right. free, free so singleman, just like free roller. Peace. Yeah, I just I had like no responsibilities, no ties. I just finished college and yeah, a special time. I was I was lucky enough. Now to, we got kids. Yeah, now we both have a bunch of kids. We Together. share. We, we share. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Our kids. <laughs> Our kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I flew into Vietnam and then uh, spent about a month in Vietnam, going south to north. And then uh, was in Thailand for a bit, and then what was Vietnam like, dude? Terrifying at first. Yeah, uh, it was my first time ever to like an Asian country. Yeah, and I've never been to Asia. Oh my god! And my first time ever traveling alone. So it, it was complete. It was like eating the spiciest meal you've ever eaten, like after you had eaten nothing, you know. And emotionally or actually, all of it, everything. <laughs> emotionally, actually, with the meal, physically, so. I remember <laughs> I got off the flight and I got onto a bus that was hopefully going to take me where I wanted to go to my hostel. And, <laughs> and I um, saw a dude on the side of the road peeing turned towards the road. So like, you know, <laughs> it was so funny. And, 
and I got super, super anxious. And my first night at the hostel, um, I was like looking for flights home, like for the next day. And then I was lucky enough, I like walked downstairs at the hostel I was staying at. And did you this, speak Vietnamese or? Oh yeah, fluent Vietnamese. You? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, I. <laughs> the confidence really got me. I um. Oh yeah. I don't speak any Vietnamese, bro. Yeah, do people there but, speak enough English. Oh yeah, yeah. They're Word. so so warm. And pe- I, I had so many amazing warm experiences traveling, man. That's so beautiful. Um, I I did the trip weirdly though. I, I kind of went. I didn't realize this. I went most foreign to least foreign for me. Right. So I started in Vietnam, which was super otherworldly and, and so right. amazing and so different and super not Western. And then I went to Thailand, which was a little bit more, you know, more built up. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Indonesia. Um, I have family that live on Bali. So that yeah. was kind of like a warm welcome. And that's where I really kind of tried to dig down into surfing yeah I, this is my plan it sounds it sounds way bigger than mine yeah i got really jealous <laughs> when you brought your plane out so i texted the boys you uber planed my, I, I texted the boys from uber <laughs> the, the uber boys oh <laughs> uh, but yeah um in in indonesia i just like really wanted to surf and that's all i wanted to do so i took about two months and i like did nothing but surfing it was amazing and i'm still terrible <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's so cool yeah. i'm so bad at surfing me too and i grew up like doing it and i'm just like so bad at it do you have a surfboard i do at my parents house it's, i bought like a shitty foam board a couple years ago oh yeah i was like missing it that's the best we gotta go, man. Do you have a wetsuit? We should do. I do have a wetsuit at my parents' house somewhere. Let's go. Let's Mac go. In. I would love to do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Heads up, I'm awful. Dude. So if we go to anywhere too. crowded, I won't go because I'm too afraid of making good choice. Surfer mad. <laughs> they get angry, dude. Yeah, it's vicious. It's there's, vicious out there. There's this concept called party wave, which is like when you and all your friends catch a wave. And I live by... I can only think of Rocket Power. You ever seen Rocket Power? No. Is that the cartoon? You never watched Rocket Power? No, dude. dude. So, let me tell you about Rocket Power. Yeah, please. Cartoon. Think of Nickelodeon. Okay. We are riders on a mission. Power kids without permission. Tony Hawk was in some episodes Ooh. as a cartoon man. Ooh. Pretty cool. Yeah. All these fucking kids. Um, and they would do this like party wave thing where it was... It'd be like, party wave. So they would go out to surf and it would either be like dead flat on the water or like 40-foot massive waves. I forget where they were, if they were in a real place or a fake beach town. I don't know. Anyways, party wave would happen, and it would just be like this cartoon montage of like a 40-foot wave, and then people with like stereos, people with like rib, like plates of ribs, like eating ribs, like people with dogs, like people dancing, like of just an unreal, just like true party. Oh, my God. Everybody on surfboards on the way. So anytime I hear party wave... I think of this. Well, that's exactly what Rock we power do. Party wave. You bring out the ribs. <laughs> yeah, we I don't bring know out why the ribs stick the whole out of my flat mind. Of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's ribs, just the dude. best way to diffuse tension in the water. Like party wave. Yeah, party wave. Yeah, if, if you just yell it. <laughs> oh, to say it. So, so yeah. So like people get people do get really angry, especially at certain spots around Los Angeles when you cut yeah. them off when you take their wave and whatnot, which. Is I guess rightly I'm, so. I haven't experienced it. I'm just assuming. I haven't. I haven't either. I'm also just assuming. <laughs> but I'm definitely afraid of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> or I feel dude. like sometimes I'll talk to surfers and 
people will say that. I wonder if it's just a perception or if it is real. No, I, I've seen people get angry. I haven't had it happen like to territorial. me. Territorial. People get really territorial. Yeah. And yell. And I don't have the skills also to like if I'm if I'm fucking up and someone says like you're fucking up like you're in my way. I don't have the skills to then to correct that. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I'm coming. I'm coming in. I've had people. I, I've heard people yelling like, "Meet me on the beach!" Like, like they're gonna fight. Like oh, they want gosh. both people to go back to the beach so they could fight on the beach because fighting so in the funny. water on their surfboards would be too hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> fight on the surfboards. That's really good. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, dude? Tell me about your music stuff. Me? Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm lost in Drumtown right now. I'm like in yes. the weeds a little bit, That's editing sick. some drums for a solo record. Um, thanks for asking. Yeah. You ever seen Ant-Man? <laughs> no. God damn no. it. Sorry. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Is that Paul Rudd? It's fine. It's good. I like those movies. I like Marvel movies. Me too. Me too. I'm clearly a little defensive about my no. like of it. <laughs> I, it's Paul Rudd, right? It's Paul Rudd. I yeah. love Paul Rudd. He's good. He he I didn't when it like was announced that he was gonna be the guy, I was like, this is dumb. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is really good. It was good. Anyways, at one part in the movie he has to go into the quantum realm which is this infinitesimally small subatomic part because he has powers of ant, get really small, sometimes get really big, but mostly get really small. And then he go to quantum realm and he get lost in there. I forget why he had to go there. He had to like defuse a bomb or some shit. He had to pitch drums. He had to pitch, yeah, he had to fucking correct all the drums. You know, you may know this from when you're like, I don't know how much like editing of audio you will do. But, you know, let's say you're, you got a shaker part, you're trying to nudge it, and uh, you can just zoom in infinitely, and you're trapped in the quantum realm, <laughs> and you can't see the forest for the trees, and you're just, like, nudging things, like, one tiny fraction of a nanosecond left and right, just like, is this funky? Is yeah. this cool? Because, like, Carter, my excellent drummer, uh, excellent friend, roommate, played the drums on it, but we recorded the drums to all my kind of wobbly demos where like the rhythms were like kind of just like, oh, I'm just getting the ideas down. Yeah. And so Carter is playing great. But he's playing to like a, already a wobbly foundation. And then I took away the wobbly part. So I'm just like trying to finesse some of these drum things. That can get so annoying. Yeah. That's where I'm oh at. Oh my God. Where I'm just like, I know this is good. First of all, favorite quest like i get to make a record like what a beautiful problem to amazing. have amazing but man I'm, I'm i'm really lost in the tools right now <laughs> one of the best parts about making a record is timing the shakers each each shaker hit yeah it's just magic i'm also just insecure about my shaker performing so oh. anytime i'm like listening to me play the shaker i'm like oh, this is dog shit i it's gotta so hard dude shaker is amazing drumming in general i i always find that People who are really good drummers are just like the best musicians. They're so, they have such, there's something about learning and getting good at the drums that gives you such a foundational knowledge of everything that, man, I would, I would love to, to get better at. You're pretty good at drums, dude, huh? No. You, you can play the drums. I can play the drums. Yeah. I teach, it's funny because I was just teaching the drums yeah. to like beginners. Yeah. I can teach drums to beginners mm -hmm. and I played some for some demos, but Man, nothing more humbling than recording yourself playing the drums. <laughs> and then you go home and you're like... Because I've also had the privilege of like recording great drummers yeah. and like getting to go home and like mess with sessions of like, this is what a great drummer sounds like mm -hmm. in Pro Tools, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
you can see the fucking grid and shit like that. Um, and then, you know, it's mainly mainly the thing that I can't do very good. Well, like one, like play complicated anything, but also hitting all the drums at the same time. <laughs> so I'd be like trying to line up the drums if I'm like playing like a ride part or something like that, and then my kick drum is hitting, you know, a little bit before, so everything's just flammy and oh like. That's hip hop. That's what hip hop is. Is <laughs> you're bad at the drums. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I do love the drums though. I think about the drums a lot. Here's a question for you: really? How many snare drums do you think you hear every day? Oh my god! So many, bro. Right? So many. Are we are we counting every single one you hear? Are we counting every sounds hit. of snares? Or are we counting layers? Oh, like so. Okay, so if it's like a multi-layered thing yeah, yeah, and it's one, one hit, one. that's one. And we're, yeah. Okay, so like a whole song would be like what, like eighty? Let's think about it. All right, we got. I've done song. this math a couple of times. You have, but let's let's go through it. Okay, okay. and maybe we'll maybe walking through it. Walking through it. Well, okay, pop song, three minutes, right? Okay, pop song. Average tempo, one twenty. Yeah. Kicks uh, snares on two and four. Mm-hmm. So that that means we got sixty. Uh, yeah. And a minute. 16 so a minute. 180 snares. A song. One song. Oh, but you got to think pre chorus sometimes drop out. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, and then, but, sugar dugga dugga. Oh Boom. my God. I forgot about sugar dugga dugga. <laughs> Classic part of every pop song. So, sugar dugga dugga. 180 a song. Right? Because yeah. I feel like that compensates for like fills or like. Oh my God. And then drop out. So many snares. And that is one song, dude. Let's say you listen to 10 songs in a day, boom, you're up to 1,800 snares. Jesus Christ. And then, like, commercials, TikTok, they're going to run out of snares, dude. (laughs) That's crazy. And then think about, like, commercials, like, videos you're scrolling past, like, hearing music on the street, like, got to be thousands of snares every day. I appreciate you, snares, out there. Thank you for, you're doing, you're doing good work. Snares, dude. (laughs) That's crazy. And, like, every genre, like, at most, music has kicks and snares in it, you know? I've never thought about number of of anything in music. That's hilarious. I was just, I don't know why it occurred to me the other day. I was like, how many times do I hear a snare drum every day? That's crazy. I tried to count the other day and I got to four and I was like, fuck this. You dude. counted like manually? I was listening to like the uh, news podcast in the morning uh-huh. and it had it was like a little theme song. Yeah. And it's funny to call it a theme song for the news, but yeah, I guess yeah. it does have yeah, yeah. theme music. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was going to keep a tally <laughs> all day. <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to the news. <laughs> um, Ready for depression. <laughs> <laughs> news is wild, dude. It is. It's nice to check out every once in a while, but it's feels irresponsible sometimes. Yeah. How are you with the news? Do you read it? Do you listen to it? Do you avoid it? <laughs> all three? Yeah. All Respect. three. All, th- yeah. all three. I, um, I'll read New York Times. I'll read uh, The Atlantic. I love The Atlantic. Word. Um, and then I, I listen to The Daily sometimes. Bam, bam, bam. So good. <laughs> snares right there. Oh, my God. Michael Barbaro's hearing <laughs> snares. <laughs> <all> <laughs> <the> Six <laughs> snares, is that? <laughs> yeah, I had to count. <laughs> um, I have been... The news has gotten a little bit... There's so much crazy shit happening in the world right now and stuff Name that needs thing. to be... Uh, shoot. Um, See, everyone thinks crazy stuff's happening. No one can name any of it. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, God. Yeah. Um, Turns out everything's fun. I think uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney released a song. Yeah. 
You're right. No, but so I tragedy. Th- there's there's so much going on, and there's so many headlines, right. and I I found that recently headlines have getting have been getting a little bit too exciting for me. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want the re- I don't want to read the news as a narrative or a story. Like, I just want facts. Right. And that's so hard to come by. It's never going to be purely facts because there's always a human writer who has biases and whatnot. But right. But I have been trying to steer away from publications and steer more into journalists. Yes. Um, this is, I feel like, the wise move, that I feel like the wise people are like, the institutions are going to be inherently flawed in some way. Yeah. As are the journalists. But yeah, But I mean, like, completely. if you find, like, writers that you fuck with their worldview and, and what how they do journalism. Completely. I, I feel like the people that I know that are the most, like, responsibly well-informed, that is their path. I which think, is sick. I think... Part of the reason why a lot, and granted, I know so little about all of this. Oh stuff. yeah, me too. I'm definitely <laughs> let's, not. Let's on disclaimer. That path. Let's disclaimer <laughs> and say that I'm just completely ill-informed on ninety-nine point nine percent of subjects. But maybe <laughs> even a hundred. I'd say a hundred percent of subjects I'm ill-informed about. But I do. It, it seems Same. that there is an incentive model in publications that have like subscription-based and advertisement-based models. Yeah, totally. That just um, selects for excitement. Right. Because you, know, you want to be catchy and you want more subscribers, you want more advertisements because you're a corporation, you want to make money. Right. And um, so publications that run off of advertisements, I just are incentivized to go the wrong way, to make things more, like way way worse or way better than they actually are you know and things are bad and things are also good but Mm -hmm. the news makes it seem like things are way worse or way better yeah it is weird when you think about that in terms of like the raw emotion of hey you guys need to be afraid of this and then we're gonna like sell more cars and then like (laughs) get paid from fear that's weird yeah but also in a day and age when like so much it's like weird to be a defender of traditional media when there's so many valid critiques of it like the one that you are saying of like corporate uh structures and you know like corporations having for-profit interests and how that is affecting uh truth-telling that definitely has an impact yeah um and will probably have institutional leanings to preserve itself as an institution yeah but also in the day and age of like people being like Oh, that news? You do that news? That's not real, yeah. you know? So it's weird to be, like, sticking up for flawed news institutions. Like, I don't really watch CNN very much. And when I do, it's usually a pretty disorienting experience because I mostly get the news in audio form. Yeah. And it's just, like, visually just, like, fucking graphics, and it's, like, yeah. Sports Center, and it's, like... <laughs> tonight because <laughs> like, well, it needs to pull you in totally yeah and just like the tv of it all the pageantry and stuff is definitely like disorienting and strange and dystopian but it's also like the like the first people to dismiss that as like wholesale will then be like make america great again and like that is what the news or like mm-hmm. i trust this news and it's like i feel like there's in particular, a lot of like far right extremists that will like just be like, the n- that, all that news is lies, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so it's weird to be like, wait, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's like, there's some good shit going on here. And like, we can be, have good faith critiques of it, 
But then, I'll, yeah, so it's weird. Because I feel like they're, you know. It's, it seems like there's always a middle way that is usually the right answer. Mm. Like, yes, yes, CNN says stuff that's wrong. Mm. But that doesn't mean that they're purposefully spewing lies. They might be. I have no idea. I, I personally... Yeah, I'm realizing I'm pretty out of my depth. I, I'm per, I personally <laughs> don't think they are. Right, yeah. But um, but I think there's got to be a middle ground. You can't write everything off. Right. You, I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. I think you're going down the wrong path if you're writing everything off. Well, I feel like there's been a lot of, like, that'll just, like, that's, like, grounds for some conspiracy theory stuff that can be yeah. dangerous. Yeah. So, you know... Anyways, man, what are your, what's your day? I'm Noah. I wake up, <laughs> reach for my phone. Oh, I try not to. Word. I, I, um, I wake up and I um, try to meditate first thing. Respect. Before drinking water? Uh, sometimes I'll have some water. Word. If I feel thirsty, you know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll drink some water and then I'll, I'll meditate and... I've been charging my phone in my bathroom, which uh, has proven very nice. Genius. Because then I don't have the the desire to go straight for it. Um, That's so I, rad. I've so been, you fall asleep, no phone? No phone, yeah. I, damn. I have a Kindle. Read that, books. Damn, dude. That's what's yeah. up. It's amazing. I, I feel grateful that I'm 23 and have discovered like a few practices and exercises that I can do to start my day that really feel good to me. So... Yeah, yeah. I meditate. You're 23, you said? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I'm a baby. Respect. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's a lot of respect for me because I'm 23. <laughs> <laughs> I just always thought it was just the same age. Oh, really? And now I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I'm old. Are you 25? Yeah, dude, at least. Are you 25? Sure. Are you 26? <laughs> I'm 25. Okay. I don't know, I don't sure, know why. Sure, I'll be whatever. How old do you want me to be? <laughs> um, and then... But that's rad. Then I usually... Oh, my God. Like I cool practices. I, um... I make coffee every morning. I love coffee. I, I manually grind espresso beans and then I Word. pop them into a stovetop espresso maker like, Hello. like the millennial that I am. And How long does it take to grind the beans for you? You have a manual grinder? I have a manual grinder. Respect. So here's the system. I usually always have one serving of beans ready. So I'll pop the beans, the ground beans into the coffee maker. While it's boiling, I'll grind tomorrow's beans. So I, Grinding tomorrow's beans. Yes. That right there. Yeah, that's the system. That's like, that's a philosophy in and of itself. Grinding tomorrow's beans. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> so you're still getting that's, like a fresh. That's what the album's called. Grinding tomorrow's beans. <laughs> I feel like to the true coffee connoisseur, it's probably not the way because it's like, oh, those beans were a day old, but I'm not that. Right. And I don't think I'd notice a difference. And then I sit with my coffee and I journal. Yeah. Um, How long does it take to grind tomorrow's beans? Oh, yeah, I forgot that question. Uh, usually about four minutes. Four minutes of pure ro Grinding. rotating. Is Grinding. it like a physically arduous process? Not really. Not really. Where? It's just a little handheld thing. It's just like a little canister. You put the beans in the top. You grind. It's been a little grinder, yeah. and it grinds them, and it goes into the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. I was doing some hand grinding earlier this year, mm. and first 30 seconds, beautiful. Spiritual experience. I'm connecting to the, I'm like, I'm engaging in the process. It's, there's a ritual to it. I'm yeah. like waking up. It's Love like that. mechanical. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm fucking in it. And yeah. then the next, like, however long it would take, four or five minutes, I'd be like, fuck this. 
<laughs> I got so impatient with it. So, I, mad respect. Mornings are like my personal time. Like, I think a lot of people chill at night, mm. but I love doing things in the morning. And so, so nice. I, I really enjoy taking time to make my coffee. I've kind of, I don't ever want to be in a stage of my life where I don't have the time in the morning to like hand grind my own beans. It's kind of just a heuristic for me to make sure that I'm not over scheduling. Right. Building in things, like relaxing things. Yeah. You time. Yeah. That takes time. Yeah. That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. I got to do me some of that. It's nice, man. I'm going to rip off your whole life. Please. Now that please. I've got the blueprint for it. <laughs> please. And then you're doing journaling in the morning? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Nice. That's good. That's been like, um, along with meditation, one of th- those those two practices have helped me so much in unpacking trauma and yeah experience and yeah it's incredible man feels like a superpower that's fucking cool yeah man i was listening to a jack cornfield audiobook earlier this morning (laughs) not to brag (laughs) um but no he was saying a lot about like they talk about crying so much uh i feel like in so much spiritual books and it's almost like he was just talking about there was some quote from some meditation master that he was quoting saying like, oh, if you've not wept deeply, you've not begun to meditate. I was like, damn, I haven't wept deeply during a meditation. I want to fucking weep deeply. Oh my God. I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't either. And it's just like a funny, like a, what a funny benchmark of uh, good meditation. Uh, not that like good meditation, bad meditation, but it's, yeah, it is just like, I feel like I'm I'm in the middle of this audiobook and they're specifically talking about just like all of these weeping experiences of like tapping into really old hurts or just like compassion for humanity and they're just like all these monks are just fucking weeping and I'm like that's fucking sick that like, sounds awesome and not to like judge myself for not weeping but I do ask myself like oh is this is there some fundamental block in there <laughs> like that yeah. if I sat quietly enough for a while I would just start to weep, weep. That sounds that sounds crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's hard for me to get on board with like the if you haven't done this, then you haven't right. experienced yes, meditation. Totally. Yeah, but I've, I don't think I've he was really heard... saying that in the book. But I yeah. think he was, or maybe he was. I don't know. But I've I agree. I've I've heard many accounts of experiences of people in deep, deep meditation where they completely freak out mm. in a good way. Right. Because um, I think freak out has a bad connotation, but stories of you know, um, a man reading a book on a train and reading a quote that the quote is, uh, mind is nothing but the whole wide earth, mountains and rivers and trees, which is a beautiful quote. I guess Shiva's just saying it, but, and then just falling apart on the train and bawling his eyes out and, and like everyone watching him. And he's like, he just is like, like a lightning bolt hit him in the in the face. Right. So I've definitely heard stories like that. Yeah. Um. I don't know anyone personally who's right. that happened to them, but yeah, sounds beautiful. It does sound beautiful in a in a in a, in a crazy way. <laughs> it's probably like the wrong approach to like. like I want that to happen. Like I'm yeah. targeting this specific experience. But yeah. I do hear about that stuff, and I'm like, I'm jealous, dude. I want to get I struck by lightning. I want, I, <laughs> I want those experiences too. But I also, I know from 
the, the research and the practice that I've done that wanting those experiences is what you're trying to work on. Right. Like my the craving. Goal, my, yeah, the craving of that experience. Right. Like, it's not what's it's not what's happening right now. Right. It's another thing that takes you away from. Right. Yeah. And and wanting that experience is what is going to hinder you from having the experience. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fucking sick, man. So that's that's an unfortunate little human conundrum. <laughs> that's what's up, though. That's yeah. some Jedi shit right there. Completely. Completely. It's easy to say. Do you have nighttime routine stuff? Kindle. Kindle, yeah, I read. I read. I haven't had as many as I'd like. Um, I definitely am looking forward to being an old man. Like right now, I tell me about this. Right now, right now, I feel like um, I still really like social time. Yeah, you know, and hang out with friends and like smoking weed and having drinks and playing Call of Duty and playing games and stuff, which is all good fun. Oh um, yeah, but I feel like um, it'll it'll be nice when I don't have the the desire to do those things you think you don't think you're gonna be old man playing call of duty i don't know it's starting to make me dizzy right <laughs> and i'm 23 <laughs> i have like a long fantasy of becoming old and then getting back into world of warcraft oh my god i'll, I'll be there when my life is over i'll be there okay, i'll be dude. there no, i'll no, see no, you your life is just Azeroth. getting started <laughs> But I hear what you're saying. I like I like fantasize about this beautiful, like slow, personal, introspective life. Right. Um, that nighttime routines, I'm sure, will be a big part of. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? A ton you of any, sense, you man. Any nighttime routines? I'm I'm it's, shopping. It's involved. <laughs> it's involved more video games and weed in the pandemic specifically. Yeah. Um, I feel like those two things have emerged and reemerged in my life. Yeah. Um, in mostly good ways. I did get too high the other night and I am still physically feeling like shit. <laughs> I don't know if the two are related because it's been a couple days. <laughs> uh, it definitely could be, man. It definitely could yeah. be. It's one of those times where you get high and you're like, Oh yeah, this is what getting high is like. Oh my god! All those other times have been not what this is. <laughs> Where you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. High could be this high. <laughs> it was mostly good, but um, I recently started like washing my face and stuff, which is something I never did my whole life, mm. and it has, I almost like kind of neglected even brushing my teeth as like a nightly ritual. Mm. Um, so I've been trying to get back into that as a healthy day is over type thing. Um, video games are big. I, I listen to podcasts when I go to sleep, Oh, which is why I've like told myself I need my phone in my bed. I mean, yeah. I don't need it. I just want it. Yeah. But it does. It is like right there and yeah. it does lead to a lot of like early mornings on social media, which is just a fucking roulette wheel of madness for the mind. <laughs> oh my god! Wake up and first thing is how you're left out. Yeah, you know? totally. Like all your friends are at brunch. Yeah, <laughs> you're like hot and doing stuff with your career, and I'm oh like, oh my god, meh, 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 meh. dude. Yeah, that's one of my one of my goals. Every morning is to not look on my phone until after I've journaled. That's and so tight. I haven't I haven't been successful in so long. But it's still a goal. It's For sure. It's still a goal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man. It's crazy. Who are, like, creative people that you look up to? Like, who are your idols? Or people whose, like, lives you're like, damn, that person? I would like that life. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, creatively, who do you look up to? Currently, I really aspire to be and am inspired by the artists who are just doing things their own way on their own grounds, not doing it to be successful, but just doing it so they get to do it. So someone like Frank Ocean, um, musically so inspiring, lifestyle-wise also just very inspiring. And just he just strikes me as someone who... He strikes me as someone who has like high integrity, who like is not going to say yes to something he doesn't want to do. Right. Um, bon Iver, I mean, Justin Vernon, without a doubt, um, creatively. Yeah. Um, those are two big ones. Matt Tilly totally. from the 1975. Word. Um, and Phoebe Bridgers. I think those are big four for me right now. Four incredible people that have carved out their own spaces and really seem to be making what they want to make and are being celebrated for it, yeah. which is the dream. But they all also struck me as people who would still be doing it if they weren't being celebrated for it. Right, And yes. to me, that is what I really look up to. Yes, totally. Yeah. Totally, in yeah. terms of like, I think Phoebe Bridgers is making the records that Phoebe Bridgers wants to make. Yeah. And it's cool that people like that that is exciting and that there's like appetite for that authenticity yeah. you know Completely. like that makes me really excited as yeah. well to like be an artist and be like oh i can make the thing that i want to make and that's also a thing that people could want to hear yeah that's tight not mm -hmm. in terms of like i can i want to be famous from this nice yeah but like i could make some money and get to keep doing it <laughs> right that's the whole thing dude just get to keep doing it that's 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 the whole goal um, something that I was I would think about a couple days ago I've been the single release has got me just doing a bunch of like little interviews and stuff for blogs which is yeah. so crazy yeah like people want to ask me questions that don't know me that's insane yeah um, that's cool so a lot of people have been asking me about like early influences and mm. I've been having a really hard time answering those questions because I just don't remember very much I think I need to talk to my parents interesting about my early influences because you sang opera at a certain point? When I was young, I did. That's but, fucking sick. But before that, I, like, I just, I have no idea who my early influences are. Um, the first people that woke you up? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah that, that woke me up to music stuff. Like, I think Ed Sheeran is a big part of why I started writing music. The song A-Team, like, was the first song I heard that was like, oh, I, I can do that. Hell yeah. No, 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 I can do that, but like, I want to yes do totally that. yes yeah. absolutely i can't believe he can move me that much with an acoustic guitar and his vocal Woo! but definitely before that like i just don't i can't really name any artists like i, I kind of am jealous of the people who are like yeah tom petty he's my guy <laughs> tom petty's the reason i do music and i still love him to this day and it's like right. i just don't really have that yeah at least i don't remember it right yeah, yeah. less of like a singular figure yeah. What about you? In terms of like early, early peeps? Yeah, early peeps. Dude. Back to World of Warcraft. 
I would play World of Warcraft in, uh, with my older cousin, and we had two computers in this long hallway. And there was like one on the end of the hallway, one on the other end. And we had World of Warcraft on both computers. And he would play music from one computer, and we would both frickin' fuck up all the murlocs as night elves. Fuck those murlocs. Fuck those murlocs. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, it was, it was really sick. And he would play really cool music around the house, and he would play, like, just... And he, like he would play kind of an eclectic mix of like System of a Down and then like Jeff Buckley and then I remember him playing the Postal Service. Mm. Um particularly the song Sleeping In. Um and I it like I was just like saying I was like maybe want to do that. I was like, What? Yeah. This guy's writing about John F. Kennedy assassination and I'm Fighting these more like what is, like it just <laughs> broke my brain in the best way. That definitely was like a big one. And then I was very into Death Cab for Cutie and Wolf Mother at like ages like ten cool. and eleven. And those were the kind of dawns of my like, well, this is this is what it is. Just yeah. doing this now. Cool. That, yeah. that all makes I can hear all of it. I really can. Ben Gibber, dude, I, I'm fascinated by that man. And he's definitely meant a lot to me. Oh my god. Um, as a Death writer. Cat, Death Cab, dude. Shit still fucks. Destroys me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He's timeless and eclectic. He's so great. There's still records of his that I don't know, and I'm, like, ashamed because I'm, like, he's such he's so important to me, and the work that I know is so important, but I feel like I got to do a deep dive soon where I do yeah. a, a front to back. Do it. I've been doing some of that recently, like, listen to everybody's whole discography. Wow. It's very fun. It's, like, a fun little... I feel like I've been listening to more music as a result of it. Cool. Because there's like a little bit of a task in there yeah. that I can get obsessive about. Yeah, nice. It's been fun. Something that I really want to... I was thinking about the concept of research and how so many professions involve doing research at some yeah. point. And thinking about how I could integrate that into music. And um, I think I'm going to start... I really want to start listening to albums blindfolded. Whoa. And then after listening, write about the things that I liked about it and, and why I like the things about it. Like, why did that song, why did that song that has no lyrics make me feel the emotion of longing? Like, how did they do that? Mm. So I've been trying to think about that and how I can kind of like format research into music because I'm, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm going into the kind of this, this off season where I just kind of want to Take intake. Take in. Yeah. And, um, That's sick. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to kind of, conceive of how I want to start taking that input and I, I really want to like I really want to answer the question why a kick drum like why do, why is there a kick drum right whoa like, like why just just what does it do what's its purpose right um because it, it's great and it sounds awesome and we reach for it all the time yeah but why but why like yeah. what, is it, what is it doing Cause yeah, I feel yeah. like that, that will end up being really interesting. What a fundamental like philosophical question about music, like why kick drum? Yeah. Damn, that's fucking sick. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do it. That's cool. Yeah. Let me know what you find for the answer to that I question. I will. I'll send you my. <laughs> I'll send you the spark notes. I was taking drum lesson one time with this guy named Aron, uh-huh. who I recorded a whole podcast with, and fucking Pro Tools crashed in the first two minutes, and I didn't. Oh. I was not facing my computer, which is why I'm checking the computer, which I feel bad <laughs> looking away from you, but good. I want to make sure that I'm not not getting freaking Y kick drum, you know? Yeah. And uh, so we didn't end up recording the pod, but in one of the drum lessons with him, he was talking about the kick drum. He was like, which, he was like, 
What, what on the drum set is the lead voice? What's the lead instrument here of this collection of instruments? And I was like, snare? And he was like, no. I was like, hi-hat? And he was like, no. It's the kick drum. And he was like, kick drum makes everybody want to dance. That's the thing. That's what's going on. Yeah. So he was, he, he reduced the drum set. He's like, if you could pick one drum, kick drum. Interesting. It's so impactful. And it like it totally makes me want to dance, but why? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It's it is no, it is a good question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's so like uh tribal. Like yeah. it makes people want to move. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to get into that. That'll be that'll be really fun. Yeah. Man. I have to comment on the hospitality and kindness you showed me when I, like, maybe four years ago. When you came to Oregon. When I came to Oregon on a solo tour that I booked very last minute. Heck yeah. And I rolled into your, into your town uh, on such little sleep. And uh, you were just so hospitable. You let me stay at your home, your family home. You helped me set up a show there. You played the show with me. You performed music with me. You performed your own music. And just the love and kindness. We had only met the one time at music camp before that. That was so nice, dude. That was so nice of you. And I think about it a lot. Oh. Um, as just like a very... That was just like so cool to be so far away from where I'm from. And to just be uh, received like that. Fucking tight, dude. Nice, man. I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. I was just amped to have you up there. I love showing people where I'm from. Like I still consider it my home. Yeah. Like what you were saying earlier, it's a like place. You get, when when you have new people come see you, you rediscover the place that you are and Yeah. That is always fun. So I'm always open to having whenever I'm up there, I'm always open to having guests. And also like I love your music, man. So it was a treat for me to get to Thanks, hear dude. you play. Likewise. Always. Yeah, man. Yeah. When shit opens back up. We should play some shows. Oh, yeah. We're playing shows for sure. For sure. 2024 is going to be a good year. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Word. Dude, what else is on your mind these days? Any other thoughts kicking around? What is on my mind? Thanksgiving just happened. Rolling into holiday times. Yeah. I'm headed home to Oregon for a while. A couple weeks. That'll... That'll be amazing. I'm looking nice. forward to some downtime and um, kind of right. some familiarity and some comfort. That'll be great. And then uh, you're wearing some glorious mukluks that your oh my, mother made for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. My mother made me these these mukluks, so and sick. they look like exactly what uh, exactly how they sound. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you guys yeah. guess what a mukluk is. Oh, I think my phone died for the light. <laughs> That's probably it's probably almost our time, anyways. But <laughs> how long has it been? We've been rocking, I think, a, a little over an hour. Wow, amazing. Which is very sick. And uh, I probably have to go in like 10 minutes, unfortunately. Sounds good, dude. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm so grateful. I've no, never done finish, one of these. Finish, and this finish your thought. I don't have to go right this moment. Oh, no, it was just, just about mukluks, man. Mukluks. They're <laughs> just, these beautiful. It was just about mukluks. They do look how they sound. They're these like, wo how would you describe them for I, the. They're just like socks, man. Yeah. They're just fancy socks. Fancy socks. <laughs> they got a little bottom to them. No, no, no. No, they don't? No, I'm just wild. Oh. I'm just, I'm just running wild and free. I think free. I've seen them with like a little sole on the bottom of them. Yeah. 
It's like a moccasin, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Those mm. are sweet too. Mocklucks, dude. Nice. I hope that going home time is restful. Thank you. And man. that come down of the intake of the creative time. That's tight. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be lovely. Yeah. Noah, what a dream. Thanks for doing this podcast, man. Thank you for having me, Mackin. Yeah. What a glorious, what a glorious time. Um, I love your music. I'm very excited that you're putting music out into the world. It sounds fucking great. Where can people find it? Uh, at um, Benton Way. I'm not going to say the yeah. number. <laughs> Walk because up and down we, the whole we street. both live here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people can find me on Instagram. I don't have a TikTok yet because I'm senile. But uh, yeah, Noah Elliott on Instagram and Noah Elliott on Spotify and Noah Elliott on the web. Respect, respect. How we spell Elliott? Two L's, two T's? Two T's, two L's, baby. Sometimes three, sometimes four. Yeah. Because of the username stuff. Mm. But once you get to the L's, once you hey, you're once there. you get to the L's, you're there. You're there. <laughs> why? Why Noah Elliott? I, I, that's a that's a. How recent has that change been? Um, it. I changed my artist name to Noah Elliott um, about six months ago because mm-hmm. I felt Tausher was just a little hard to pronounce. When people read it, they think Tausher. Mm. And um, Noah Elliott just felt cleaner and a little bit more streamlined to me. And yeah. Elliott's my brother's name, so, oh! so a, little, a little ode to him as well. I love that. That's sick. The, my light on my phone has gone out, and now we're Kind of in the dark a little bit. You might be able to see my face from the light on my laptop. I, it, is hard, it is hard to see you. But this has been sick. I've enjoyed also our meditations that we've been doing. We've been doing some meditations, meet out, get some chairs behind mm-hmm. the house, getting to sit with people with a treat. It's been lovely. It's been lovely, dude. All right, man. Bye, Noah. Bye, Mackin. Noah Elliott. What a sweet person. Go check out his music. It's great. And also check out Happy Sad Talk Thing on Instagram. Fun clips from the shows. That type of thing. Some BTS. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's what the that's what the name of the group is. Is that what it stands for? No way to know. Goodbye!